name is Trey Fix-Wolanski, 22 years old from Edmonton, Alberta. This is my third year on the Monsters. Recently played my first NHL game with the Columbus Blue Jackets and scored my first NHL goal in my first game. Monster fans, it's a milestone episode of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. Nicole, we are in double digits. It's episode number 10, and uh, that's kind of amazing as, as we are way over the halfway point of the season. Uh, of course, we are presented by PropSwap. Uh, more on them in just a moment, but alongside Nicole Davilano, Tony Brown here with you. Nicole, 10 episodes. Time flies. I know. I mean, I can't say enough about our guests that it makes it go so quickly. Now we're at 10. <laughs> They really do, and uh, we've got a really great one again today for our listeners. Trey Fix-Wolanski will join us. He's become a big part of the Cleveland Monsters in his time with the team, and we better uh, not get too used to seeing him much longer after an excellent NHL debut with the Columbus Blue Jackets back with Cleveland for now, but I, I wouldn't expect to see him in the American Hockey League too much longer. Uh, he's had a, a great start to his pro career, and now he's had that all-important taste of life in the, in the show, as they say. Oh, yeah, he's definitely, you know, you can tell but he's so he was so hungry before that and he was so motivated and to see him get all of that it was great so I think what you're saying him having his taste it will be something that he's chasing hard so yeah watch out watch out uh but we touched on a lot of great things with Trey talked about his overcoming a knee injury which was a total grind for him to get back and into playing shape for the start of this season or just past the start of this season other topics too talked about his family a little bit his time playing junior in Edmonton uh which is where he grew up so good stuff coming up from Trey Fix Wolanski but as we always do we wanted to start the show with a little chat about what's going on with the monsters on the ice and uh here recently Nicole after a long loop Losing streak that sadly put the Monsters into a new franchise record territory there with nine straight losses. Cleveland snapped out of that on the road in Utica against the best team in the league and then followed it up with a split in Charlotte and uh, a dramatic 6-5 overtime win there last Sunday. We're recording this on the 24th of February, but on the 20th, it was a come-from-behind win in which Cleveland was down two goals in the third and then got, this is my favorite part, as a, a former defenseman way, way back when, three defensemen scored the goals, including the winner, uh, as Simpson and Harrington helped force OT, and then Thomas Shemich ended it. And of course, it was extra sweet because you take down Zach Dalpy, former Monsters captain, and the Charlotte Checkers. So that was really uh, quite a win for Cleveland, I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed watching that one. They kept me kept me busy cutting those goals once we got to the end, but you can't ask for more with the effort level from these guys, but you always got to love those dramatic games, you know? Keeps it spicy. <laughs> yes, it does, and the Monsters continued that uh, into another dramatic game on Wednesday, so just yesterday, against the Grand Rapids Griffins back at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Unfortunately, a 2-1 overtime loss, but you mentioned it, uh, effort, and I know uh, you shared with me that in speaking with Trent Vogelhuber after that game yesterday, that's one thing he's praised, that this team, win or lose, or, you know, executing or, or not executing the way they want to, records aside, one thing you can count on every single day is that these guys have a lot of pride and they're putting in the work. You know, he hit it on the head uh, with that comment, because it's just it's something we definitely see and I know even we think back our podcast episodes we've been talking about it for a while but you know the split with Charlotte the first game they had the effort it was there they were pushing real hard until the end and obviously you get the overtime win we went to overtime uh with Grand Rapids they get, they're really trying it's just uh hurts when the record may not be reflecting the amount of effort these guys are putting out on the ice yeah a couple of uh, other things wanted to mention here quickly some 
headlines for the Monsters here recently. Uh, some Monsters players doing big things up with the Blue Jackets. Great to see Brendan Gauntz in his first uh, seven games with the Jackets. Of course, not his first seven NHL games, but his first seven games with Columbus. He's got five points. He got J.F. Berube, who's been called up under emergency conditions. He's got a couple of wins. Uh, of course, Pixie's great uh, recent production, which we talked about uh, during our, our chat with him. And Jet Greaves signing a three-year entry-level contract with the Blue Jackets. It's a huge thing for a rookie playing on an AHL deal to play his way into hockey's, uh, you know, promised land, the National League. Just amazing to see. Yeah, so happy for him. And, you know, he's up there still right now backing up Ruby. So you got the same goaltending tandem pretty much up there getting that part set. But um, it was real great to see that news coming in about him getting the contract. Yes, and then in other Blue Jackets goaltending news, uh, Daniil Tarasov, it was also announced recently, underwent season-ending hip surgery. So just very best wishes to uh, Terry, a, a guy that really played spectacular up with the Blue Jackets in his time with them this year and also in Cleveland at the end of last year and then uh, the start of this season. A great, great goalie with a bright, bright future. And so if anything, this is good news because he's dealing with this injury and hopefully he can put it behind him in enough time to be ready for training camp next year. So uh, very best to Daniil Tarasov as he recovers from that hip surgery. Uh, before we hear from Trey Fix, Polanski wanted to remind everybody that the Monsters I View podcast is presented by PropSwap. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. And now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and then sell them for a huge profit on PropSwap. Remember, only one team needs to make a run and that ticket will pay for the rest. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. With that, we will step aside and when we come back, it's Trey Fix Wolanski joining us on episode number 10 of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. More after this, alongside Nicole Delvolano, I'm Tony Brown. Up next, Fixie joins us for a nice and I think very conversation. So stay with us. I guess let's just start. Let's start at the obvious place. Back on February the 8th, maybe for you it was the 7th when you get word. But tell us about the entire whirlwind when you heard you were going up, you know, then then you go to D.C., your parents were able to make it. Just take us through that magical, uh, you know, 48 hours for you. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, you know, I was doing power skating in the morning with Lee Harris, and then um, we had monsters practice after on the 7th. And probably about halfway through practice, Clarkie came down and pulled me off the ice and told me I was heading up. And at that moment, I was super excited. And he told me I, I had to go home and pack bags for the road trip. So I actually had my girlfriend in town too. So I had to leave her in Cleveland, pack my bags, drive down to Columbus and be there for practice and um, made it there about an hour before practice, practice with the team down there and then hopped on the jet to Washington. And the next day I found out I was going to be playing um, that night. So my parents uh, hopped on a flight that morning, 7.30 and um, they were in Washington 4 p.m. and they were able to make it to the game and they were able to see me play my first NHL game and uh, like I said, score my first NHL goal which was pretty special and um, something we're for sure going to be able to share together forever. Yeah, I mean, special doesn't quite cut it, right? I mean, we're always thrilled uh, for any of you guys when you have your first opportunity in the NHL. That's what the American League is all about, is getting all of you there, but uh, it just seemed awfully storybook, right? Like, I, I heard uh, Alex Ovechkin was one of your heroes growing up, playing against him. Parents make it just in time. Like, you, you couldn't have written 
written this any better, right? No, definitely not. Like, yeah, having Ovechkin jerseys and watching him growing up and the way he shot the puck and, you know, I like to I like to shoot the puck too and, you know, I've tried to always kind of work on a snapshot like he has and, like, my first little bit in warm-up, I kind of just was stretching and was watching him in warm-up and that was kind of my first holy crap moment and then, um, <laughs> obviously, getting out, playing against him and then he was actually on the ice um, when I scored my first goal back-checking, so it was pretty pretty cool. Maybe they'll get a picture or something. Um, I, I got to ask you, though, I mean, you know, of course, this is amazing news, right? You're in practice. You're not expecting to get the word from Clarkie you're going up. So it's great, but uh, be honest. Is there some nervousness associated with that, too? Like, I mean, you probably dreamt about this moment for a very, very long time, and it finally becomes real. You know, it's all positive, but was there any sort of like, oh, wow, here we go, I'm in now? kind of feeling yeah i think right after i got called up i didn't really have any time to be nervous everything was just so quick had to get my bags packed and head down to columbus and then right when i got to columbus was was into practice and um we were on the jet after that and then i think you know the next day morning skate seeing the building and then um going home and trying to nap and not being able to nap that's when it really set in and i knew i was just way too excited for the game and like you said it's a once in a lifetime moment obviously you dream as a kid to play your first nhl game and to do that it really just it makes you super happy and super kind of proud of yourself you know so we all saw your parents reactions obviously after you scored but what was it like for you to be able to call them and tell them that you're actually going to play knowing they're coming and then you being able to see that video of her your mom's reaction after you scored and everything what did that mean to you it was super special I saw the video right after the game and I actually uh, started kind of breaking down myself because she knows the amount of work I put in and she knows everything I've been through obviously um, surgery not not even a year ago so you know seeing that 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 was amazing and then to be able to share that phone call with my dad right when I was leaving Rocket Mortgage you know he was super excited and um, I know he is kind of like me and has been dreaming about that his whole life so yeah it was just a super super special experience to be able to share that with them. Uh, well it was so much fun I know for everybody in Cleveland that has watched you over the last several years fans staff everybody uh, we were all so happy for you and, and just a, a great moment but it wasn't just one game it wasn't just a cameo appearance you got a taste of life in the nhl in terms of the lifestyle in terms of the gameplay and you know in five games you get a taste of you know what that level's really all about so what did you learn maybe that was surprising to you about let's just go with the uh you know the hockey itself at that level um was was it kind of a shock just to get up to that sort of level of speed yeah definitely i think five games you get a good taste of things i think we had quite a bit of different teams uh styles that we played against obviously monday Montreal, Buffalo, Washington, um, Calgary, all sort of different styles of hockey. So um, you get a taste of what that's like. And then, you know, just playing against the top level guys and seeing the details that they play with. That's what's going to get me to the next step is is those little details. We practice in Cleveland a lot what they're practicing to make the transition easier um, for when guys are called up. But your call up too came at the same time when Gauntz was up. And I know you know a lot of those guys in the room from being in the organization and training camp so what is it like um mixing in with those guys uh, for your first call up it was actually a pretty pretty seamless uh transition 
me and Peeker are really good friends. So as soon as I went up there, I got together with him and then got together with the rest of the guys. And obviously being around training camp for the past three years, you get to know them a little bit better over the years. And yeah, it was pretty seamless. And they all took me in really quick. And um, just seeing their excitement um, on my first goal, that was that was pretty cool too. It was awesome. Uh, you know, not, not to shift gears. I know we could talk about your memories of, of that call up all day long, but you brought up your knee injury. You know, it ended your your 2020-21 season there after what nine games and there's a long road to recovery for you um if you could just give our listeners a little bit of a sense of like just how difficult that was not just to stay disciplined in the rehab but but to just go that long of time without playing and what it took to get you back ready to go um without a setback yeah it took it took a lot pretty much two a days the entire summer workout in the morning and then physio in the afternoon and that was for pretty much six months and i wasn't even able to to get back on the ice for four or five months so after surgery i was working on the stability and strength of the knee and you know i spent two months in cleveland here doing the rehab and then spent the rest of the time in in edmonton doing the rehab and everyone around me was super supportive and they told me to keep a positive attitude and actually my trainer back home has has had a couple acl surgeries and he knows what it takes so he wanted to keep me in a positive attitude and, and he pushed me the entire summer to stick with it and keep the right mindset and know that at the end of the day there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel well it's an amazing uh, amazing journey for you to get back into shape i know just talking to other players talking to uh, jock calendar even who had some knee injuries in his career you know it's it's no easy thing to claw back out of that so it makes it all the more sweet right when you're ready to get back and, and contribute so great stuff we, we do have to pause for one second quick word from the sponsor the monsters eye view podcast is presented by prop swap prop swap is where america buys and sells sports bets march madness is around the corner and prop swap is your place to cash in on the big dance every season prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams so go to propswap.com or download the free prop swap app today we're talking here with trey fix Wolanski on the monster side view podcast tony brown with nicole del Villano here fixie i, I want to take you all the way back now to 2019 so you're wrapping up your junior career the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, they're in your hometown of Edmonton, Alberta. And your first taste of the AHL and, and the Monsters was in the playoffs, uh, which is not a typical thing for guys transitioning from junior to pro. But what did those uh, handful of games mean to you there to sort of get a taste of the action, but but too, just to get around and, and, and get to know some of the guys before you head into uh, your first full pro season? Yeah, I think that was a uh, that was a pretty key moment um, for me. I think being able to come up here and get that experience that early on, um, especially in the playoffs, I mean, it's a totally different game, especially coming from junior. And I thought playing in junior playoffs, it was tough. And then you go up there and it, it's a total another animal. And playing Toronto, they were a very good team. And I thought I got thrown into the fire pretty early. And, and I honestly like that. I think I respond well to that. And I wanted to play my game the same way I played in junior, the exact same way when I came up here. And I thought I did that. And, you know, having Mads as a coach that year, kind of just, you know, helping me for those three games, just become a more overall player to start my AHL career. You know, we're talking about you and juniors and you played for your hometown team. So what was that like for you? Not only play for them, but to be such a big piece of the leadership there with them. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. 
Um, obviously, going to games as a kid, Oil Kings games, you aspire to play junior there and to have that opportunity and to be able to play um, the first ever game in Rogers Place as well. That was pretty cool. And then, you know, my first two years, we weren't very, very solid. But then my, my third year, we ended up being a really good team and actually took Prince Albert to five games, I believe, in the, the semifinals. And they ended up winning it all. So I think just being able to, to share that experience with those guys in Edmonton and that tight-knit group that we had in Edmonton that was that was pretty special and obviously to do it in my hometown that was even better I wanted to you know we like to talk with with all you guys on the podcast about you know let's go way back to your younger days with hockey when you're just sort of getting involved and maybe if you think back even prior to junior like your minor hockey days whatever give us a couple of the coaches that really got you on the right track in the game or really sort of got you thinking about hockey as something you could do not just for now but in the future for a career yeah um i guess i'll start at the beginning um my dad was actually my coach for the majority of my um youth hockey days so he was definitely someone that had a lot of influence on me and um he understands the game very well so whenever he opens his mouth i like to listen and you know it it is there are some father-son battles sometimes, but um, he, he knows what's best and he wants what's best for me. So I, I usually end up listening to him. You know, going through Bantam and Midget, I thought my coaches were were pretty good. Junior A, when I was 16, um, I had a coach. His name was Jason McKee. And I think he was one of the, the best offensive and defensive-minded coaches I've ever played for. I think his systems were were amazing. And obviously, playing Junior A at 16, you're playing quite a bit of 20-year-olds. And he wasn't shy of playing me on the second line and playing me against older guys. So that, like I said, throwing me into the fire, that got me, that got me going early on in my uh, junior hockey career and kind of taught me the right way to play from from a young age and I think that that's honestly what's helped me get to to where I am being able to um you know go into the corners and and not be afraid of bigger stronger taller guys you know something you mentioned there stood out to me about your dad in the early years I know for me um growing up you know gymnastics and cheerleading my older sister would be my tumbling coach at some points and like you were saying where you butt heads a lot with some especially family coaching positions so you know can you just talk a little bit about that but especially you know I'm curious, does he still talk to you about like, does he watch your games and give you some feedback on how you're playing and everything? Is that the type of relationship you guys have? Yeah, definitely. He watches every game. He's as into it as I am. I think he wanted to be a hockey player growing up and now he kind of gets to get to live it out through me. So um, <laughs> we talk, we talk quite a bit and yeah, he has great feedback for me and you know, it's just on the bench when I was a kid, we would go at it if I wouldn't make the right play and whatnot. But then, you know, you realize that, Hey, maybe, maybe I should just let my ego go right now. And it, it was the right place. So it still happens a little bit. Now I, we get frustrated with each other, but it's all for the best. And you know, it's helped me so far. Well, great stuff. We're talking here with Trey Fix Wolanski on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Prop Swap. So Fixie, we're going to get to uh, Nicole's shootout sector in just a minute. I wanted to wrap things up uh, by bringing you back to the Monsters a little bit here. Of course, you know, it, there's two sides to every coin, right? You get called up and that's a great, great thing. And you get a chance to be at that level and you get sent down and players can kind of take that, you know, one of two ways, right? It, it's disappointing to not be at hockey's highest level for right now, but it's great motivation, isn't it? To get back there now that you've had a little taste of what life can be like and what you can do at that level in terms of executing and contributing yeah like you said uh i got a taste obviously i want to be an nhl player and just seeing that lifestyle and and being up there and playing those games it does motivate me 
because, you know, it, it is a little bit of a different life. And, you know, you're taking a private jet instead of instead of busing places. And, you know, that's that stuff's a little bit different. And obviously everyone growing up wants to be an NHL player. I think and that's kind of cemented in my mind and to get that opportunity and and to be able to to do what I did with the time up there. I think that was that was pretty cool and super important for my development. Yeah. And then, you know, coming back to Cleveland, you got to see that as a big opportunity too, right? Because on this team, you're playing a, a massive role, especially, uh, you know, on the offensive side of things. And and uh, it's just a great chance to get back into more games and show everybody that you belong at the next level, right? So it's it's an opportunity when you get sent down, not a negative. Yeah, no, definitely an opportunity. It motivates me to, to be a better player and, you know, to round out my game even more down here. I think I, I learned a lot of things in my time up there and to be able to bring them over down into uh, the AHL, that's going to be uh, pretty important for me. Talking here with Trey Fix Wolanski on the Monsters Eye View podcast. We're presented by our friends at PropSwap and uh, great stuff, Trey. I think, uh, Nicole, are we ready to move it along to your signature segment? It's the shootout. So take it away, Nicole. Yeah. All right. So first question, you have been in Cleveland for a while. During your downtime, what is your go-to thing to do in Cleveland, whether it's food, going out, where do you go? We usually, I like Town Hall. That's usually our off-day spot. We'll go to Town Hall or... Popular um, answer, I'm a big, i got to say. Most of you guys have yeah. <laughs> yeah, or uh, I'm a big golfer, so if it's nice outside, golf or top golf. Top golf is fun. Okay, second one for you here. You are in overtime, three-on-three. Three. Who of just all-time players in hockey history who are the other two people on the ice with you for that situation uh number one connor mcdavid and then i'll pick a defenseman and i will go bobby orr i like it that's a good answer. yeah all right last one and this is uh, gonna bring in a little fun fact about you that i know a lot of us in the front office know but maybe our fans don't is that you are pretty passionate about music and the music oh, yeah. you play before the game what's going on in the locker room so what is is, I guess, you know, I'm going to leave it broad. Like what is so, what gets you so motivated about the type of music you listen to before the games? I'm a big EDM, like house music kind of guy. Um, in the summer, I actually have a DJ board and um, I like to make mixes here and there. So I don't know, from a young age, I just always enjoyed music and even rap music, country music, just listening to the lyrics and actually listening to the song. I think you can really feel the songs a lot more and techno music, you, there's not really many words involved sometimes, but just the different sounds, it's kind of it creates a different feeling in your body almost, brings up your heart rate a little bit. I think before a game to play uh, upbeat music, it just gets your heart rate going and gets you prepared for the game. I know we've yeah. switched out the music before a little. What have you thought of this mix we've been playing the last few games? Uh, it's all right. I'm going to send over a couple suggestions, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Sam to keep a lookout for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send it to Sam. <laughs> That's great. So, Fix, you ever experiment with, like, writing? anything like you ever mess around with that sort of thing uh no no i haven't and i also can't really play any instruments so i'm just sticking to the old dj board for now that's <laughs> uh, good stuff. all right that is uh that's a pretty successful shootout there yeah i loved it that was a great shootout it went real well well fixie uh thank you so much again we really appreciate you taking a few minutes and again congratulations on your first taste of life in the nhl i'm sure it's the first of uh, many stretches of time up there for you so thank you and congrats and look forward to great rest of the year with the monsters here. yeah thank you very much for having me i really appreciate it well 
that was uh, pretty good stuff from Trey Fix Wolanski, a guy with a very bright future with the Blue Jackets and a very bright present here with the Cleveland Monsters, too. Great to catch up with him. Back with you, Tony Brown, Nicole Belvolano on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. We're wrapping up episode 10. Want to remind you guys that PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is just around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, Prop Swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Back alongside Nicole to wrap things up. That was just fun talking to Fixie. And you love it when they peel back the curtain a little bit, the players, and they let you into uh, what they're into away from the ice. You got them to talk music there, and that's always a fun conversation. So good stuff. Yeah, I know. I We joke about it when we get all the requests and, you know, uh, we change the music. And I know we always tell the fans, the players pick them. But, like, this is perfect example that the players pick the songs and they love it. And, you know, as long as they're happy, we, we love making them happy. So... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Trey, certainly a, a guy that has made Monster fans very happy in his time with the team. His willingness to shoot, his ability to score, and just his personality, his accessibility. I think he's become one of the more beloved Monsters here in his time with the team. And looking ahead for Cleveland, just to wrap things up, Nicole, boy, busy schedule ahead. There might just be two months left on the calendar, but I know you, me, and the rest of the staff are well aware it will be a sprint to the end of the year. Tons of games coming up at home this weekend against Lehigh Valley, then on the road in Laval. And that's just the beginning of what is going to be a busy, busy month of March. So you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. It's crazy. We're somehow all the, all like in March already, but uh, definitely interested to see how the back half of the season goes. So I'm ready. Yeah, great chance for the Monsters to string together a couple of wins and get back into the playoff conversation in the North Division. Well, great stuff, Nicole. Thank you so much. Uh, great work again this week. And wow, before you know it, episode 11. It'll be creeping right up and we're ready for it. We got a special guest for that one. So we're ready. Yes, we do a very special guest and I will not reveal that guest right now. We'll save that to tantalize you guys heading into our next episode. But big thanks uh, goes out not just to Nicole, but also to Trey Fix Wolanski for joining us. That's it for episode 10 of the Monsters Side View podcast presented by PropSwap. I'm Tony Brown saying thanks for listening and remember to subscribe and like our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Again, this has been the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. We'll see you next time, everybody. Hey!